0: Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart and that we will grow thereby and that you will be high and lifted up. And we thank you and honor you for it all in your son Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen. We are into the fifth and final episode of this series entitled How We Grow Implementing Spiritual Disciplines. Our opening thought for the today is growth happens when we commit to participate in a body of believers. Growth happens when we commit to participate in a body of believers. If you will allow us, let's look back at episode number one, we talked about the guardians of growth, and we are talking about guarding our hearts. Episode number two, we talked about the power of generosity, that we are blessed to be a blessing. Episode number three, we talked about the art of mindfulness, being in the present moment and not allowing your emotions to get ransacked by what is coming up in the future, but learning to experience the moment. Last week we talked about, in episode number four, riding our way to growth. And I hope you have placed a notebook next to your nightstand and uh, have thought about some things, some, some, some uh, requests that you have asked of God and wrote them down, the date and the time, so that you can begin to see God working in your situation. And here we are, episode number five. Episode number five is Blossoming in Beloved Community. Blossoming in Beloved Community. Our definitions are as follows. First definition is grow. Grow is to advance, to improve, to make progress. Then disciplines. Disciplines are to instruct or educate, to inform the mind to prepare by instructing and correct principles and habits. Blossoming, the action to come into one's own or to develop. And finally, community. Community is a society of people having common rights and privileges or common interests, civil, political, That was a combination of those two words. Uh, Or ecclesiastical, or living under the same laws and regulations. Community. We're going to be going through uh, four sets of scriptures today, starting, first of all, in Psalms 133, verse number 1. This is all the English Standard Version. Psalms 133, verse number 1. It says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. From there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Acts, the 20th chapter. Acts, the 20th chapter, starting at verse 26, says, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he attained with his own blood. who are sanctified. First Timothy, chapter number 1, verse 18. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. Among them whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. Our final set of scriptures is Hebrews the 10th chapter starting at the 23rd verse. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us not consider how and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Father, we ask that you will bless your word and fall upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. I went through all that to say how it is very important for us to understand that we are better together, that we are stronger lifting together, that we can run further running together, that we can do more together, that we can assail any obstacle together, that we can move anything together. That we can walk as long as necessary together. That anything that we put our hands to do, when we do it together, it can be done. There's a word that I keep saying and I hope you get it together. That it is very important that we do it together. Because if we do it together, that means that we all are taking a small part or a fraction of the task that has come before us and did our part. Even in the the military, there are very few positions that you serve in the military that you are not with someone else. Because the power of togetherness is greater than the power of individuality. And if we can understand that as a people of the kingdom of heaven, that all kingdom citizens should come together in order to effectively glorify the kingdom of God, we could turn whatever needs to be turned. That's why we see the writer of Hebrews who says, he, he tells the believers to hold fast the profession of their faith, to, to embrace all the truths and ways of the gospel. Why? Because if you don't waver, you don't doubt, you don't dispute, it's without uh, or, 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 or or falling into temptation or to apostasy. But all this can happen if you don't come together. So it appears that in order for us to hold fast to our belief is by doing activities within the community of believers. We are told in Scripture in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament to come together. That we should prioritize meeting with Like-minded people. Why? Because it strengthens us. Uh, Psalms 133, it it even says that God commends his blessing toward those that operate in unity. It has become a, a challenge after we have gone through the global pandemic. The global pandemic caused us to be separated, isolated, depressed, overeating, not realizing that exercise was essential to our well-being. And coming out of it has caused us to latch on to some of the things that we found enjoyable while we were isolated. It has caused a mental block to some people that even today, if they hear the word COVID, that they run back into their homes, that they go back to ordering everything online and they spray down everything that comes to their house because of what they've gone through. I told you before that I used to chuckle at the uh, country of China when they were going through their SARS phase and you would see pictures of people walking here and there with masks on. And what happened, I got to see just the other day, I was thinking about that and I saw people getting into their automobiles with masks on. I saw people driving around by themselves with masks on. And I was trying to figure out, was they trying to keep themselves from catching COVID from themselves? Is that why they kept the mask on? But no, it becomes a part of who you are. The, The mask then allows you to hide yourself. The mask then allows you to keep separate from everybody else. It does some things physically, and it does some things psychologically to the people. If we understand that we were designed for community, we are designed to come together. We are designed, that is our need. We need to interact with other people because that is what is healthy for us. We didn't need a psychiatrist or sociologist or any other to tell us that God told us is good for us to fellowship one with another. They just validate what God has already said, that community is essential to us growing, to us being challenged to grow, to us gaining great root because the community will not only challenge you to grow, they will assist you with the growth. It's very easy for us to... Uh, focus on one thing if we are a farmer and grow it, but we've discovered that if you put multiple items together in a plot to grow, that those things help one another. There are certain uh, flowers that will ward off certain things that can attack your vegetables and your fruit. And if you allow them to grow together, you bring these different things together and they all work together in order to produce good fruit. We discovered on our property that the flowers that my wife and my mother liked to put out, I can't think of the name of them, hibiscuses? I hos, hospitals Hospice. oh, they didn't correct me twice hospices uh them them flowers we found out was like candy to deer. Now after we planted so many of them, that's when we found it out and when they were all gone, that's when we realized that they was not lying. but when you Put something out like that, you also have to put out the deterrent to stop the the, the the invader from coming into your area. So that is the same thing. The reason God wants us to come together is because out there by yourself, you could be like the flower that they keep telling me and I keep messing up the name. And the enemy is like the deer. He's looking for you to be by yourself. But if we put things around you to cause the enemy to not be able to get to you most directly, we can be protectors one of another. And this is the the mindset that we want to have. This is the the way that we're coming together in order to build each other up. By you saying hi to somebody can be a little bit of nitrogen in their lives that cause them to grow. A little bit of of, of carbon in their lives that cause them to grow. A little compost in their life that causes them to grow. Why? Because speaking life into one another causes life to grow happen. One of my notes says this, while practicing the spiritual discipline of meeting with others in worship, in worship or Bible study is beneficial for the growth of the believers, it can be enhanced deeply by intentional mentoring. We see here Paul and Timothy are a great example of what can happen when the older believer pours time, attention, and wisdom into one or two younger people. We see in 1 Timothy 1.18 that Paul is instructing Timothy to fight the good fight and to hold tightly to what he has learned. Paul spoke encouraging words to Timothy, and Christian mentors can change the trajectory of lives simply by being in close relationship with them. So we just don't meet and we just don't eat in order just to meet and eat. We should have an intentionality of helping one another to get to the next level. What is the next level? I'm not 100% sure what the next level of your life is, but as I spend time with you, I believe that you can say some things and I can be assistance to you and we can together help one another to make it to the next level. I remember back in the days that I read about that there are many athletes in the 40s and 50s that did not participate in sports. There's even an athlete I can't remember his name, but he was a British athlete, and he actually was the fastest man in the world. And because they held the finals for the hundred meter—no, back in those days, the hundred-yard dash on a Sunday, he did not compete. The the movie was called *Chariots of Fire*. And today, we run on any day we run and do anything. I remember back in the day, we had just moved down to Louisiana, and uh, we decided to go get some some food on a Sunday. Now, let me tell you something about them days. There was a thing in effect called the blue law. And the reason they called it blue, because everybody was sad on Sunday, because there was nothing open. Nothing was open. But now we have kind of removed that thing, and and now we can be wherever we want to be. We can do whatever we want to do. And isn't it funny how a fast food restaurant who has adamantly said we will not be open on Sunday makes more income than all the other fast food restaurants that's open seven days a week. Why? Because if we intentionally do something, if we intentionally prioritize participating in, in, a, in a gathering of believers, if we say, I am important to this group, my presence is important to our community of believers. Mm-hmm. But you say to yourself, all I do is show up, but you're important to the show up. Right. <laughs> you're important to be there. All I do is sit in the back, but you're important to the back. If you realize that you have some importance to the whole continuity of the community of believers, you will realize that you have a place to be. You have a place to be useful. And sometimes we put ourselves down we disparage ourselves and and say I'm not all that no really you're not but when we come together you make all of us better Amen. but by yourself you may only be worth two cents but when we put you up together with the other 98 cents then guess what we got us a dollar we're all important yes. every penny counts. Every. Because the more pennies we get, guess what? We start having more dollars. You're so important. But we have to intentionally, we have to intentionally, we have to intentionally prioritize. You know what's important to you? Whatever you make important. What's important to you? Whatever you make important. I'm going to say it one more time. What's important to you is whatever you make important. I have been able to serve this country for a couple of days. And the country has been good to me. And one of the things that I discovered, that when I made myself intentionally do things, it caused me to get better, it caused my soldiers to get better. When I intentionally spent time with them, when I intentionally made them come together and us spend time together, it made us better. But there has to be intentionality about it. Have you ever went to visit a friend and both of y'all just sat on the couch watching stories. Oh, stories back in the old days of soap operas. And y'all just sit there and just chill. Don't really say nothing to each other. But you say, I had a great time with my friend. When I was young, I would run the two and a half miles from my house to my grandmother's house. And I had to get there before eleven o'clock because at eleven o'clock that's when The Price Is Right came on, and you couldn't talk to her during the time of The Price Is Right. <laughs> Ten thirty, she would finish cooking the breakfast. This is this is how how, how I remember all this. My uncle had his shift. Uh, his break for his shift at 10.30, and she would cook him like a little breakfast, and he would come over because he worked at the plant right around the corner. He would come up and get something to eat. So if I wanted to get a second breakfast, I could run over to Grandma's, make sure I got there by 10.30, and I could sit down there and talk with her. But I knew something at 11 o'clock. <laughs> we was going into the, the living room for us really old folks, the front room, We would go sit in the front room, and that was the only time that the kids could go in the front room is when it was with an adult. But we would sit there, and we would watch The Price is Right, Mr. Bob Barker, back in the day. And we would watch The Price is Right, and then once The Price is Right was over, then we could have a conversation. (laughs) But it was intentional. She had her way of doing things. And if you wanted to be a part of it, you had to get, a, get, on, get into the flow of what was going on. The same thing with believers. When we want to grow, we have to come together, not just to say we're just coming together, but we say we're coming together to grow. We're intentional about this. We want to encourage one another. We want to challenge each other. We want to provoke each other to good works. We want to not just come together, but we want to come together with a purpose and a reason. And what this does is it causes us to conform more and more to the image of Christ because the spiritual discipline of community is causing us to reduce how we feel about ourselves and look at how we can lift up others. I want to finish with this today. There was this TV show back in the day called The Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger was a crime fighter in the Old West. And he would go around righting wrongs and and doing all these things. But the thing that would always throw me off was the fact the Lone Ranger wasn't by himself. The Lone Ranger had his faithful sidekick named Tonto. And he had his wonderful horse named Silver. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The long ranger, well, some of y'all are too young to know what I'm talking about, but y'all, y'all understand this. Although they called him the long ranger, he was not alone. Jesus was never alone. He, he never was alone. He was always a part of the divine community of the Father and Holy Spirit. And then when he came to the earth, he encountered small groups. He had this centralized small group of of three people that he would hang out with. And then he had another small group of 12 people he hung around with. And then he had another group of 70 he hung around with. And then he had another group of 120 that he hung around with. He was always hanging around with and helping people to understand the kingdom of heaven. So what that tells me is that spiritual transformation is not a solo event. That you need folks coming into and helping you and and working with you and you working with others so that we can all transform together. That God brings people into our lives. He positions people for seasons, sometimes for years, sometimes for life, to provoke us, to help us to grow into what he has called for us to do. To cause us to grow. To cause us to be physically, emotionally, and mentally healthy. Did you know that sometimes being alone with your thoughts is one of the worst things that you can do? Your thoughts will take you down rabbit holes that you didn't even know existed until you start going down them. But when you have people around you that are encouraging you, they can help to steer you, help to move you, help to maneuver you into the right direction to grow instead of implode. We started off with this opening thought. The opening thought was growth happens when we commit to participate in a body of believers. So my final thought for today is this. If we want to grow, we will intentionally participate in our community of believers if we want to grow we will intentionally participate in our community of believers if we want to grow we will intentionally participate in our community of believers it's a decision that we have to make and implement in order to get the result that God wants us to have in our lives. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. With that being said, to totally get us into this community of believers, first and foremost, we have to become believers. In order for us to become a believer, we have to accept the gift that God has given us, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is not a hard thing to do, but it's a thing that must be done. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified, and with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. So it is a process of our mouth validating what is going on in our heart, and salvation, which means to be rescued or delivered, happens in our lives. The Bible also says that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So what this means is when you call upon him, he will come in and rescue you, deliver you from the wages of sin, which is death. But he brings you the gift, which is Jesus Christ, becoming the head of your life, and it brings also with it eternal life everlasting life life forever and ever now with that being said i want you to know as we have said today this is not an individual event it's a a team sport it's a collaboration of us coming together and encouraging one another so that is what we want to do with you you make that decision today i want you to contact us You can contact us either via email at info at godshousecc.com or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Let us know that you have made that decision. We will come alongside you no matter where you are in the world. We will come alongside you, assist you into becoming all that God has for you to be. Let us know, and we will do our part. Well, friends and family, that is chapter, I mean, episode number five of our series entitled, How We Grow, Implementing Spiritual Disciplines. I would tell you that your best uh, use of your time will be to go back and review these messages one more time, to let them resonate in your spirit, and your mind, because there are some nuggets in there that you will find specifically for yourself. Well, we're getting into that holiday season. We're getting ready to come up on Thanksgiving, so our next series is a very complex title, entitled Thanks and Giving. (laughs) So why don't you come along for the next couple of weeks, hang out with us, and deal. we're going to talk about the complex title of thanks and giving. All right? And until next week when we meet again, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.